I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Unfortunately, the truth is that while we can, you know, dole out discipline to the offender under our own roof, the truth is that there's going to be a lifetime of hurt and offense and pain, right, that's caused to our children where we can't do or say anything to the person who caused it. So it's teaching our kids to learn to disassociate their choice to forgive from the offender and the actions or words of that person. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now, I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Hello, hello, mamas. I am so grateful You're all here with us today for this episode of Motherhood Monday. Uh, Here on the Motherhood Podcast on Mondays, we choose a different family value and we talk about the ways we can focus on it and grow it in our families over the week ahead. So this week we are talking all about forgiveness. And I've put together three things that I think it's important for us to remember when we're teaching our kids about forgiveness. I think some of these are going to be maybe a little surprising to you or or interesting at least, but at the very least, I think they're going to serve as great reminders because all of the handles I'm going to go over, they just apply equally to us mamas too. So since it's Motherhood Monday, 
Today we are going to talk about teaching forgiveness as parents, but I also want to encourage you to make sure that you listen to our next episode coming out. That's episode 17, because in that episode, I'm actually going to be going through the steps of forgiveness for us moms, and I'm going to walk you through a guided meditation on forgiveness. A lot of you responded after episode 13, which was the episode that I did on mom guilt. If you haven't listened to episode 13 yet, I would encourage you to go back and take a minute and listen to it. But so many of us carry the weight of mom guilt or we carry guilt in another area of our lives. And the only way to move through guilt is through forgiveness. So you're definitely going to want to check out episode 17 when it drops in a couple days um, and give yourself the gift of really listening to it where you can participate and you can focus in the guided meditation. So this is one where maybe you're not going to want to have it playing while you're making dinner, but this is going to be an episode where you're really going to want to be able to make sure that you're able to focus and connect with yourself through that meditation process. So maybe plan in advance when you're going to listen to it, maybe early in the morning before your kids get up, or maybe in the evening um, when the house is quiet right before bed. But you're just going to want to make sure that you allow yourself Uh, some privacy, or just a place where your body can feel safe to release the guilt that you're holding through the forgiveness meditation. So that is coming up in episode 17, but today we're here in Motherhood Monday, episode 16, and today we're going to talk through some of the ways that we can help our kids learn about forgiveness. So the first thing we want to keep in mind when talking to our kids about forgiveness is that we want to allow our kids to feel their feelings before they're ready to forgive. We want them to feel their feelings before they're ready to forgive. Forgiveness is such a power tool, but it really has so much more to do with the forgiver, right? So us or our kids, the person that's actually doing the forgiving than the person being forgiven. It's a gift. Forgiveness is a gift, but it's a gift that we give ourselves. And forgiveness is really about setting ourselves free from heavy emotions and that bitterness or resentment that keeps us stuck in the past. So it means that in choosing to forgive, we're the ones that are choosing to let go, right? In choosing to forgive, we're the ones that are letting go of judgment, resentment, and any misunderstandings that we've been harboring on the inside. And the same is true for our kids. When we're teaching them about forgiveness, it means that they're going to be making a choice to let go of the judgment, let go of the resentment, let go of the misunderstandings. So in order for this gift of forgiveness that we can give ourselves, in order for that to be effective, for it to really set us free from the past, we cannot force forgiveness. We can't force ourselves to do it. We cannot force our kids to forgive before they're ready. Because we have to remember that forgiveness is really one of the last steps in healing. And this is true for us and it's true for our children. We have to first feel and release the emotions around the situation that's grieving us instead of just forgiving to like say the words or get it over with or because we feel pressured to forgive. That isn't effective because it's not really getting to the root of what's being released through the forgiveness process, right? And the point here is exactly that, that forgiveness, it has to be more than just words. Like I might be tempted to tell my kids, 
you know, listen, your sister said she's sorry. It's You need to forgive her. Or you need to tell her you forgive her. It's time to forgive her. But it's really not about forcing our kids to say they forgive someone. Like those are great words. And she could likely say them without feeling an ounce of forgiveness in her actual body. So the words we use to forgive are, you know, swirling around up there in our heads. And, you know, we've all done it, right? We've all forgiven from that place, from that head space, without feeling much different afterwards. And that's because we didn't actually give ourselves time to be with the feelings, release them, and then move through forgiveness. So for forgiveness to be effective, that's what we've got to do. For it to really be in search of of that freedom that it offers, it's going to require an embodiment of the feeling of compassion. So to access the true power of forgiveness, we have to be able to embody and feel compassion. So where do we start with our kids, right? Like, how do we go about doing this? And I think the first thing is that rather than insisting that our kids forgive each other, we first have to stop and just acknowledge what happened. We have to acknowledge the hurt and the pain that was caused. And if our kids are younger, you know, we can do this by just stopping, taking a minute, getting down to their level, kind of helping them narrate what happened. You know, I noticed that whatever was going on earlier with your sister, it really made you angry. What happened? And she'll tell you, you know, whatever it was. And you can just keep, you know, the narrative going. And then what happened? And then what happened? And you can reflect it back to her, right? So she did this and then this happened and then it made you really sad. Just kind of let that loop kind of come all the way around with them. And if they're older, this really is just, you know, having a conversation with them and acknowledging how they were wronged or hurt and and just sitting with them in it. Something like, you know, wow, sounds like that was a really hurtful thing to hear from your best friend. Or maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And then ask them how they're feeling about it and really encourage them to check in with their bodies. How are they feeling? And encourage them that it's okay and it's safe to release the emotions that are tied to it. You know, tell your kids it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. I totally get why you'd be angry about that. When we sense that they've kind of worked through the process of the feelings and released them, maybe they, they have cried or they've, you know, gone outside and screamed as loud as they can, or maybe they're uh, journaling. We can ask them then, if they're ready to consider forgiving. But in asking, it really has to be a true question, which means that it really has to be okay for them to respond and say yes or say no. It's really important that our kids know that it's okay for them to say no when they're not ready to forgive and that they know that it's safe. They can take all the time that they need until they are ready. And also remembering that because forgiveness is a gift that they're giving to themselves, if our kids seem to have figured out whatever the issue was that arose and the problem seems to have resolved itself in time, maybe your child doesn't need that forgiveness. You know, maybe they don't need that last step in healing. If we're talking about, you know, really young kids, maybe they're fighting over a toy and someone ripped the toy out of someone else's hands. And then you notice five, 10 minutes later, they're both kind of over it and they're playing well together. Then maybe your child doesn't need that step of forgiveness and healing whatever happened. But if you notice that the emotion's been released 
and the hurt is still there, right? If they've processed that emotion, but there's still pain and there's still judgment or there's still misunderstandings, then you can continue to gently ask and gently prompt them about whether they're ready to forgive until they feel like they are. All right, so that's number one. Number two is understand that forgiveness doesn't excuse the wrongdoing. It's really important that we understand this, right? And that we impart it to our kids. Forgiveness is not about letting someone else off the hook. That's not what it's about. It's not about accepting or agreeing with or condoning what happened. And if they're not understanding this, or if we're not understanding this, we're, we're likely to tend to want to hold on to forgiveness because we might have this inner narrative that the other person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. So we need to teach our children and ourselves and help them to understand that forgiveness is really not related to the wrongdoing. Forgiveness doesn't negate the wrongdoing. It doesn't erase the wrongdoing. Forgiveness doesn't excuse the wrongdoing. But what we want to bring home is the sentiment that I am deciding to let go of my hurt and my angry feelings and my judgment and my misunderstandings, even though they hurt me. And and maybe you're wondering, like, but the wrongdoing does need to be addressed, right, Michelle? And you know what? If it's if it's within our control, like if it's one of our kids who's the offender, uh, that's where we can come in as parents and we can address the behavior however we see fit, you know, whatever we see as appropriate and in line with our parenting and our philosophies and discipline. And this can also help to enforce to your injured child uh, that forgiveness isn't saying that what the other kid did was good or right or fair, and they can forgive when they're ready anyway. But unfortunately, the truth is that while we can, you know, dole out discipline to the offender under our own roof, the truth is that there's going to be a lifetime of hurt and offense and pain, right? That's caused to our children where we can't do or say anything to the person who caused it. So it's teaching our kids to learn to disassociate their choice to forgive from the offender and the actions or words of that person. And then number three is that we must model forgiveness. So so here we are again, right? Like so much of our teaching and our parenting comes down to what our kids are seeing us do and what they're experiencing. So if they're hearing us rehash ways we were hurt years ago and not getting over it, or if they're seeing us making comments that are rooted in bitterness or holding on to long-term grudges, they notice. For those of us who are married, (laughs) this can be a daily practice of our kids seeing us forgive each other. For those of us who are divorced, your kids are noticing. They're noticing whether you're expressing forgiveness or you're holding on to bitterness. And it really becomes ingrained in them. So it's crucial for us to model forgiveness in front of our kids. And we also need to model forgiveness to our kids, right? It's normal and it's inevitable that we're going to end up getting upset with our kids or getting angry or frustrated with them for things they do or don't do. But when we're ready, we've got to forgive them and we've got to move on and we've got to let it go. Because continuing to harp on our kids for things they did 
weeks ago or months ago or years ago and holding on to resentment towards them, it's really teaching them unforgiveness. So those are the three things I've got for us to think about when we're talking to our children about forgiveness. So number one was allowing our kids to feel their feelings before they're ready to forgive. Because in order for forgiveness to truly be that release, it really has to be heartfelt and it has to be genuine. And in order to get to that place, our bodies first need to feel our feelings. So we can't force our kids to forgive. We can't force them to do it before they're ready because that will likely be that surface level words only forgiveness. And that's not really helping to lead them to a place of freedom from the event or from the past. And then number two, understanding that forgiveness doesn't excuse the wrongdoing. And just really reiterating that over and over, like our kids choosing to forgive, it's not a gift to the other person. It's not something the other person has earned or that they deserve. It's truly a gift to themselves. So in their forgiveness, we just want to remind them that the act of forgiveness, it's not about admitting something that was wrong is now okay. It's not about agreeing with it or condoning that hurtful behavior, but it's about them. And it's about them choosing to give themselves the gift of letting it go. And then number three is that we've got a model forgiveness. And like with everything else, you know, more is caught than taught with our kids. So they're watching. And when we choose resentment or bitterness or being passive aggressive or whatever other behavior that kind of spills out when we're choosing not to forgive, they see that and they're learning. So we want to ensure that we're modeling forgiveness for them. All right, mamas, it's Motherhood Monday. So as you know, we always end our Motherhood Monday episode with the best way to start the week ahead. So would you join me in praying together over our families as it relates to forgiveness today? God, we ask for your help in the practice of forgiveness. We want to release the weight of unforgiveness and bitterness and help our kids to understand that they don't have to withhold forgiveness or get even, but to forgive as you've forgiven us. We know our human tendencies to hold grudges, bitterness, and unforgiveness, and we're confident in your word, which says that we can do all things through you who gives us strength. So we trust that through your strength and your power, we can heal and truly forgive. We've been the recipient of so much undeserved grace and mercy and forgiveness, and we ask to be empowered with the same grace and compassion. Fill our homes, Lord, with your love so that we're able to forgive and let things go instead of keeping a record of wrongs. We pray that our families would walk in the freedom of forgiveness so our relationships are a reflection of your grace. Help us to release the hurt and begin to love as you love. Whatever wrongdoing or offense we need to forgive, God, we give the wrongdoer over to you. It's not our job to judge, so we leave all ideas of justice to you. With gratitude, we know we can draw closer to you and let go of unforgiveness. With gratitude, we can see our offenders and see ourselves with a new compassion, so Help us, help us to know the compassion that comes with true forgiveness. Today, God, we ask forgiveness for all the harmful things we've said, 
or all the things that we've thought about ourselves. Transform our thoughts, God, and let us understand how incredibly you made us. Renew our minds, God, so that we speak hope and we speak life over ourselves and our children and our families. We love you. We praise you. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. If you love Mommy's Polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review, and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.